Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast with two best friends. That's me. My name is Taylor Edgar, and with me, as always, is my best friend, Jake Baggett. Say hi, Jake. Hey, buddy. We recommend things to each other, and then we have a bit of homework. Watch, read, or listen to the thing the other person recommended. Come back the next week and talk about it. This week, we are talking about the... Did you write that thing down? No, that's top of the dome. Wow. Right? That's a whole lot of... That's everything that we do. It's been not 30 (laughs) seconds yet, so most people haven't clicked away, but if you are still listening, please (laughs) click like and subscribe on YouTube because it's really important. (laughs) Ha! Now it's 30 seconds. Now do whatever you want. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about uh, the 2023 comedy film Bottoms, available to watch on Amazon, and Jake's recommendation for me, the 2023 film Ah, The Iron Claw, about the Von Erich wrestling dynasty. But first, before we get into that... We got to catch up. Finally, we both went and saw Madam Web. Yeah. So this we episode will be out on the 23rd tomorrow for us, but we did see it last weekend, opening weekend. Yes. We were we there. Did. It was us, and when we went there, there was under six yes. people, but then I would say like maybe six more people showed up. Yeah. So a total of 14. So we both had stayed away from major spoilers, but uh, unfortunately, we were unable to stay away from basic borderline reviews of it. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite YouTubers just had things like, this movie is not good. Or yeah. the question at the bottom was, should you go see Madam Web? And the thumbnail said, no. no. Yeah, just straight up no. So we both had pretty low expectations, I think it's fair yeah. to say, going into it. And probably pretty low expectations for the first half of the movie. I knew that this movie was going to get kicked off when, so, like, she's pregnant <laughs> in the Amazon Oh, before uh, we get into the details. So, if you don't know, it's, it's a Spider-Man detail. adjacent yeah. movie. She's it's about a, a Spider-Man character. Casey Webb. Ca- named, Cassie. Yeah, Webb. named Madam Webb, yeah. who is like, she controls all the different Spider-People somehow through different dimensions, depending on what, you know, comic or animated TV show or what have you yeah. that they're uh, you're currently reading or watching or whatever. So, Dakota Johnson is in Madam Webb. It's Spider-Man-like and... Yeah. They try to sell the Spider-Man stuff, but there's no Spider-Man in this movie. You know what? I would say, well, before we get into all of this, the only thing that I really want to get into is uh, she's hunting down a spider in the Amazon, Cassie's Mm -hmm. mother, in the 70s. Uh, They find it. She gets shot. Spider people come out from the trees, trees, pick her up, take her to the spider cave. Uh, She gets bitten by one of the spiders, which gives you healing properties or something, but she gives birth. And then the uh, the head spider guy says, uh, "This baby's gonna be coming back to here eventually. <laughs> eventually, yes." And then the mom just dies. <laughs> Flash forward thirty years. That's where our story picks up. <laughs> just that's the weirdest thing to say to somebody yes. on their deathbed. Is like she's coming back to Peru. It's like what are, what are you doing to her? Where's she going? So before we get into it, I do want to say this. At the there were parts of this movie where I literally pulled my hoodie up over my head and tried to cover my eyes because it is as a deep seated spider-man fan like both of us are yeah, uh, i love spider it was it was parts of it were a little rough i'll say but i'll at the end of the movie i think we both walked out it's good it's good it's good i was happy with the movie it's fine it's it, weird that that's the hot take is like no yeah. it's fine no it's good i gave it what you want it to be i actually reviewed it on letterboxd oh did you i gave it two stars out of five yeah with an you can hit i liked it as well yeah you know and i think that's exactly it i don't think that it, it's a it, this movie is a movie of compromises yes. from like every single person involved in Everyone. it. Everyone. But it still comes together for a cohesive story mm-hmm. that isn't just uh, superpower people punching each other. No. 
which was that was like the biggest takeaway for me is like the biggest power was teamwork. It's yeah. beautiful. We're well, back to it. I like the Venom movies too, but both Venom movies are Venom punching a different Venom. Yeah, this was on par with the Venom movies. Yeah, I, I think would it's have to say better than the second Venom movie. I think mm, I remember. I would say it's the, on par. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's better. Or it's worse. better than Morbius. It's not. I haven't seen Morbius. It's not a terrible movie. Yeah, it's not a terrible movie. Is what I would say. There are parts of it that definitively. are definitively just really rough. I like uh, Adam Scott plays Ben Parker. Yes, he's going to be Uncle Ben. Yes. Not, and full spoilers for this, because no one's seen this movie. What do you mean he's movie. going to be Uncle Ben? Well, I guess by the end of it, he is an Uncle Ben. Oh, I but see But at what this you point, mean. He is, he's going I to be you were already building uncle. up a Spider-Verse that no. I didn't hear about. So, uh, you never see May, uh-huh. so that could still be, um, what's Marissa her name? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Probably. Adam Scott uh, could hubba, pull. Hubba. Hell yeah. Adam Scott could pull Marissa Absolutely. Tomei. Absolutely. Adam Scott was so charming. The he whole was movie. great. And he was full on Adam Scott. The way like Paul Rudd just Paul Rudd's through the Ant-Man movies. He's just Adam Scott. Very and good I think, point. And it's wonderful. Yeah. And I think he's great as an Uncle Ben. He's got I a think great he's, line in it where yeah. Cassie uh, tells him, like, I'm sorry. Cassie uh, Ben's helping Cassie. And mm-hmm. she says, I'm really sorry for this. You didn't ask for this. And he says, well, you didn't ask for it either. Yeah. And I was like, wow. He's just being like, I get it. This yeah. is a big shit salad. And I'm just here to help. <laughs> so the plot of the movie is Cassie Webb. She has powers where she could see what's going to happen. It's yeah. a little bit uh, day after tomorrow. It's a little yeah. bit. Uh, whatever the Nicolas Cage next or knowing. The knowing. Is it knowing or next? Whoa, I am now the knowing. Oh, no, the knowing is when he knows the world's going to end. Next, and next is, when, is he when he knows. He can, say, he can see got, all the different... She's got vague Nicolas yeah. Cage powers. Yeah, it's mostly next. Yeah. This movie is next. So she can see a little bit in the future, and then she could change it. <laughs> and then she could do the same thing over and over again, kind of like day after tomorrow. Until the, until the end. Right. Where she could do... Uh, multiple things of the future at once in the present right. because she and it told, culminates really well where every single girl that he ha- she has to save right uh, it equally gets set up on a precarious ledge knocked down and hanging so the, the supporting <laughs> one right after another the supporting Beautiful. Fat, uh, cast is uh, Sydney Sweeney um, Isabella Merced and Celeste O'Connor who played Julia Cornwall Anya Corazon and Maddie Franklin uh, respectively. All mm-hmm. that become, I think they're all Spider Women at some point, named Spider Woman. Yeah, I think so. I pretty there's no, I don't think any of them. Were I think spider it's just girls. Spider Woman. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. were all yeah, just Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. And so they, you see them in their costume for I think a grand total of maybe a minute. Well, it wasn't about the costumes, right? So they're just girls in this. They don't because have it wasn't their spider about them. Yeah, yeah, they're just girls here, and it's like in ten years, in ten years they come to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> villain was ho- the villain was horrible, and we the noticed villain, this halfway through. The acting was so bad from the villain i don't think it was the acting i think he acted well on the day maybe but then a lot of his dialogue i think had to have been re-recorded yours th- i think what if his acting was so bad that they re-recorded, that they re-recorded the adr and the adr is like they're like well that's better than what he did on the set it seemed like <laughs> but maybe the way it was cut made it almost look like they knew they were going to have to re-record dialogue because I don't some know. of his cuts, yeah. he's just not either... They definitely just went with the cuts where you could barely see his mouth. Yeah, or he's because looking away. Because when you away. saw his mouth, he wasn't saying the words that he was saying. Right. There's a couple shots where like, you hear him talking while someone's reacting to what he's saying, yeah. and it then it incredible. cuts back to him. It's done so much, it like messes with your head. Yeah. Because you're like, is the, is the audio synced off or something? 
But you asked me that about 15 minutes in the movie. You're like, is the audio off? Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just every time this guy talks, he said something on set that they were like, change it. Yeah. Change every single thing that he says. Like, that's that's going to be an issue later. We're probably like, going to leave this out. But there was one thing that like perplexed us for a bit about the bad guy. It was he didn't wear shoes. Yeah. And we're like, that's wild. And mm-hmm. then it clicks later. He's a Spider-Man. Right. He can't spiderweb through his feet, through nope. shoes, no. and socks. You're wearing loafers? Yeah. Like a Spider-Man in loafers. Yeah, kick those things off. I was yeah. like, that's great. Because another movie would have just been like, yeah, you just got to keep them on there. Yeah. But this movie is like, no. You got to kick them shoes off, Holmes. Except when he's wearing his spider suit. So he does have Spider-Man-ish powers. And I like, I like the concept of a bad Spider-Man. I think it was done better in the second Into the Spider-Verse movie when there was a bad Spider-Man and uh, Miguel O'Hara yeah. being a bad Spider-Man. That was a better movie. I'm not saying this is a... That, that movie is incredible. Yes. Where this movie is just good. It's an unfair comparison. Yeah. <laughs> it's an absolutely unfair comparison, other than saying that this is Spider-Man. But at the end of this, you get Dakota Johnson. She's blinded by her heroism, and she's in the wheelchair, and all the Spider-Girls yeah. are like helping her out, and My she's God. blind Madam Web, and they have a great yeah. little look-ahead line where uh, they say something about Ben... And it's like, oh, you know, he says being an uncle is easy, and she because it's so much less responsibility. And Madam Web just goes, oh, he'll find out. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, yeah, that's, that's perfect kind way of, to do it. Yeah, I that's just it. a cute way of doing it instead of being like Ben. No, yeah, just being like, oh, he's gonna find because they don't hold the baby up in front of you. And be like, this is Peter. Get yeah. it? He's and Ben Parker. The, you remember Uncle Ben? This it, is that Ben. And yeah. This is Peter. Peter Parker, like Spider Man. You guys love Spider Man. Yes. This is Spider Man. They toy with the idea that never telling you the name of the baby. Right. I think it was that's not fine. as heavy handed as it could have been. No. Which isn't exactly. a compliment. I'm just saying this could have been worse. Yes. Because uh, the fortune cookie, I remember seeing the picture of Uncle Ben with the fortune cookie. That and was the promotionals. Meme. Yeah, that was the meme. And it was like, yeah, it says great power comes responsibility. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. It In doesn't fact, say anything. Cassie's doesn't say anything, which means that her uh, destiny isn't made up yet, my, which is cute. My, no, my yes, that is cute. My problem with that is after she has a blank fortune cookie. Ben says, you know what that means, right? And you mm-hmm. think it's going to be something? And he's like, it means their printer's broken. Yeah. We should never eat at this place again. How do you think Chinese restaurants work? Do you think there's someone back yeah. there printing these out and hand-cutting them and yeah. stuffing them into cookies in every single Chinese restaurant? Yeah, with little tweezers. Exactly. That's such an absurd thing to say. <laughs> their printer's broken. Yeah. Just, and, then to assume, and then just be like, we'll never eat there again. <laughs> yeah. How can we eat in an establishment that runs out of toner? He was going for a great joke, and he nailed it. Yeah. That's my Ben. Adam Scott was great. I think Dakota Johnson at the end of it. I've Surprising. not seen her in much. I never yeah. saw the Fifty Shades movies. I think that's kind of how she... I haven't seen her in anything, I don't think. Yeah. But I enjoyed her in this movie. Yeah. I think Sydney Sweeney and the rest of the Spider-Girls were good. They the acted villain like was not girls. great. Yeah. They were kind of just teenage girls that talked yeah. like teenage girls, just which is a little, little obnoxious. But Yeah. Just being silly. Yeah. You know? Not all taking all, this shit too seriously, and I it's am, fun. I'm shocked by how much backlash there has been on the internet. And it could just be my algorithms feeding me negativity, because that's how algorithms work. I don't know. I think people want to uh, want more out of a movie-going experience yeah. where I got enough out of it that I'm happy. I think it was fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. The things that were problems in the movies were more funny than they were, like... Uh, ruining it right where you know those things happen sometimes well it's like one of the last movies i think we saw uh big in theaters we saw ant-man and the wasp quantum mania together yeah. i think this is a better movie than ant-man and the wasp quantum mania quantum mania kind of sticks around a little too long yeah 
Yeah. And also, Quantumania cost, I think, $200 million to make. I pulled up the box office on this. This cost $80 million to make. Yeah. And it grossed 54 oh, in its first weekend. Got close. Right. <laughs> Whereas Ant-Man and the Wasp cost like 200 to make and made 800 yeah. So, you're like, you're going to lose $100 million on that. They made a big stink about... Uh Madam Webb being in her costume and finding it on an ocean spray bottle. And it's like, that's your reveal. And it's like, she doesn't even wear it in the thing. It's not about the costumes. Like, this is the most origin story story possible. Yeah. And I loved it for it. Yeah. It really, and I can't overstate how much I like that it didn't come down to who punches harder. Right. And there was this, I knew I was going to really enjoy this movie when uh, she had the premonition that the. Uh, the, the like ambulance chief yeah. or somebody was going to die. It was Mike Epps. Yeah. yeah, it was Mike Epps one, which yeah. is, that's great to see. Yeah, good for Mike Epps. And then you see him just slowly drive away in the background and then a big truck comes and hits it. You cannot comedically time it like that without noticing how funny that is. Yes, and it was, I think that was supposed to be kind of, you know, after like, I saw jarring, that, but it was, it, I think we both audibly laughed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we were the only ones in the theater laughing, probably. But I definitely laughed really loud. Yeah, at that. It, it wasn't a, like not all the jokes landed, but I don't think any of the recent big superhero movies, most of the jokes landed. I think this is not as good. I had more fun watching Marvels. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The Marvels was a great movie. Oh, oh, uh, Marvels. I thought the you meant Marvels, Marvel movies. The Marvels. No, I mean, but as far as the Sony the movies go, this is fine. This is fine. And I do like but this I, has been brought up yeah. by a couple people. Um, great. Uh, podcasters, YouTubers, I like the, the guys of the Weekly Planet. They do a thing on YouTube called Caravan of Garbage where they go back and look at movies and like just do commentary about them. Mm-hmm. And they had one recently about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, the one where all the Spider-Men come back together. Uh-huh. And they were doing all of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies in preparation for this, getting that algorithm. Boys know what they're doing. That's why I have a recommendation <laughs> for you later. <laughs> so, uh, And they bring up the fact that when you rewatch those movies, there's pauses. Like when Andrew Garfield shows up yeah. and like takes off his mask and you're like, holy shit, it's Andrew Garfield. There's an awkward pause in the movie where they've yeah. built in people to be cheering and hooting and hollering yeah. in a movie. Yeah. This movie didn't have that. They've been doing that for decades, dog. Right, but it, it's something <laughs> I didn't notice because I uh. was watching it in a theater. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you're watching a stand, like have you ever seen any of the things where it's like friends but they take out the laugh track or like they do it with like the Big Bang Theory and yeah. shit like that too and how awkward it is. Mm-hmm. Watching those Marvel movies now is like watching the Big Bang Theory without <laughs> the laugh track because they're just standing there like, oh, there's going to be a big laugh in the theater. Let's put five seconds on this. This yeah. is just a good movie. You can mm-hmm. watch it. I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon. I, I, don't, I don't know where Sony movies go to streaming. I have no clue. No, I don't know. You know Sony's taking over Disney physical media? Really? Yeah. Good for them. That's weird. Well, they make all the Blu-rays. Doesn't Sony own the patent for Blu-ray? I guess so. Yeah. but Kind of checks just, out. I'm just surprised. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I think on the whole, when this comes to streaming, watch it. It's good. I would say watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's better than it has any right to be. Yeah, Especially if you watch it with others, you're going to have a fun time watching it with people. Except one gaping plot hole that dawned on us both at the same time. So yeah. Cassie Webb was born in Peru and her mother dies immediately. And then yeah. she's talked about how she's raised in the foster care system in New York. Yeah. In what world does a baby get born in a jungle in Peru yeah. and somehow get kicked back? You don't just go back to you where can't. your parents are from. Yeah. You can't do that. 
They don't, there's you no, can't even the Spider-Man no infrastructure in La Serrania, says they're called. <laughs> uh, you can't have if you're a Spider-Man, right? You can't just go. Oh, no, I leave this baby here. No. You give it American birth certificate. Yeah. You, you need to take the baby to New York. It's going to be a whole thing. Trust me. I yeah. have spider powers. I can kind of see the future. Yeah. She, no, she'll be back, but yeah. she's got to be raised elsewhere. She's it's like be raised in America. If you know she's coming back to Peru, just keep her in Peru. Like she's a spider person. I mean. I, we let her th- live with Las Arañas. It's really weird. That definitely, it, it's not a huge plot hole, but it's, be it dawned like on us at the what same the time. What the rewrites were all yeah. about, because yeah. they're like, oh shucks, how do we fix this? And I will say this: I kind of like the way they changed the the Spider Man line because the head Arañas. Yeah. told her um because cassie's whole crisis was that she doesn't oh. have the strength to do this she doesn't she can't yeah, fix this she problem have the power and he was like when you fought when you finally take responsibility yeah you will find great power and i was like oh they twisted it and it kind of worked. worked it worked because, for the movie yeah and like how it works because she decided to take on right uh, she didn't saving have these kids she didn't have great power yeah she took the responsibility and, then, and found the power and that's how she got her power yeah. it was yeah it was a fun little play on how to do I'll it say this. clever writing it's Good not job. yeah it, the thing is filled with clever writing yeah. this thing that i like is the cpr thing where she uh works at uh for ems you know yeah. so she knows cpr she's teaching the girls cpr mm-hmm. you know and that's just one. That's a really cool thing to learn. That helps people stay alive. Everyone should learn. Two, it's a teamwork activity yeah. because you have to take over when somebody's starting to get tired. Mm-hmm. And then three, it culminates in saving somebody's life in the movie. Yeah. And it like helps bond the women together. That's great. Yeah. Good good writing. Yeah. I think it's fine. Fine writing. I think if she shows up, if Dakota Johnson shows up in future Marvel stuff. That'd be hilarious. Great. I think it'd be really funny. I think... I really want her to show up in uh, Deadpool. <laughs> if she's in Deadpool yeah. 3, I'm going to lose my shit. Because <laughs> that sounds like something Ryan Reynolds would do. I don't know how that works with Sony into Marvel yeah, and characters no like that. But if she shows up in Deadpool 3, I'm going to be fucking out of my mind happy. Mm. Because I like it. I, I would I would go I see like another it. one of these. Yeah, I would see any one of these Spider-Women. Yeah, uh, I would agree. If they made a second one, I would happily go see it again. Yeah, I think I... Uh, the one girl, uh, what was it? The girl that plays Maddie, Celeste O'Connor, mm-hmm. uh, and she had her. She had a great moment where like her parents were gone, mm-hmm. and her parents are like super rich and just like kind of leave her. Yeah. And they all, all the Spider Women had like nice little stories about why they didn't have yeah. a family. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> Anya Corazon's father got deported back. And so she's living yeah. in an apartment by herself, and Sydney Sweeney's parents just like no. she has her. Sydney Sweeney's that's the other plot hole yeah. is hers is her mom and dad split up. One lives in California, one lives in New York. Yeah, she lives in California with her dad. She came to New York. Uh, she ran away from her dad, right, to try and find her mom and in her New stepmom. York. No, uh, she's her, in a mentalist. Uh, she's in a mental asylum. She's she got holdovered. Yeah, it was just like a, it was well, a holdover situation. She legitimately ran away to see if her father would care. Well, no, it's just then Madame Webb was like. You're going to live with me now. Madam <laughs> Webb is her Paul Giamatti from yeah. The Holdovers. <laughs> if Paul Giamatti could so, see the future. So much better. She uh-huh. just gives them all copies of Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> they have to sit down and read it. <laughs> it's good. All right. So that's that's the end of our Madam Webb talk. Well, there you go. You got anything else going on? You've been playing Helldivers. I've been playing Helldivers like crazy. Man. Yeah, I got to get Helldivers 2. Yeah. It is very good. Good video the game. The servers are trash right now. Mm-hmm. I have to wait an hour sometimes to Jesus. get a game going. But 
when it starts playing, it is so much fun. I have been seeing some uh, clips of people playing it. It's really good. It looks Starship Troopery. Yeah, it looks fun. When you're fighting the bugs, it's very Starship Trooper. When you're fighting the automatons, yeah. automatrons, it looks like a T2 Judgment Day at the beginning when you're seeing the Skynet T1000s. Well, that's fucking just take dope. over. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's so good. I've got video <laughs> game. My life. I got video game to talk to you. I'm almost done with it, but I want to talk to you about it next week when I'm completely finished. Ooh. Surprise video game. Okay. Yeah. To recommend me? You're going to recommend no. it to me? Well, kind of. I want to talk to you about it, but I want to finish it first because it's an in-depth conversation that you will want to get into. Okay. But we're going to get into our topics for this week, which again are the Iron Claw and Bottoms. Uh, as soon as we get back from this quick message from our sponsor. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in the world and is going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible, and that's important because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially if you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with your therapist, and there's a link in our description. It's betterhelp.com slash alley. That's betterhelp.com slash alley. Clicking that link helps you support this channel and also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with a therapist to see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't fit in with your first therapist, and that's common, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without the stress of insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. I'm a big proponent of therapy, and anybody that knows me can attest to the difference that it's made in my life the past couple years, and I recommend this program to anybody. So if you're struggling, please consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com slash that's betterhelp.com slash Allie for 10% off your first month. And we want to thank BetterHelp for supporting our podcast. All right, we're back. We're going to start with Jake's recommendation for me, which was the 2023 film uh, biographical sports drama written and directed by Sean Durkin, The Iron Claw, about the uh, Von Erich wrestling family. Yeah. And they're just happy life. He's yeah. And the Von Erich curse. Happy-go-lucky, fun time, not at all a complete bummer of a movie. It's about brothers. It's about brotherly love. It sure is. It's about Jake, big family. So give us a rundown why you wanted to watch this, why you wanted me to watch it. This is, the, been, by my count, the third wrestling thing you've recommended? Well, I love wrestling. I know. I just don't keep up with it anymore. But, we've but done, it was a big developer for me. The Von Erich is something that I know about yeah. because, you know... A little uh, before our time. Uh, before our time, before WWF took over everything. Yeah. Uh, WWE. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know of the Von Erichs. You yourself know of the Von Erichs Due already. to one of your past recommendations, which was uh, Robert Evans' podcast, Behind the Bastards, when he's talking about Vince McMahon. Yes. That's the right. first time I had heard of the Von Erichs and Fritz Von Erichs specifically. Right. And, and the, the Von Erich curse. And just how bad uh, Fritz is. Yeah, well, maybe slamming your head against a mat and getting hearing, brain injuries probably yeah. has some long-term effects on people. Not only do I hear, not only do I care about wrestling like this stuff, but I also hear that this movie is very good. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Zac Efron, and you're like, that doesn't look like Zac Efron at all. No, there when this when he was filming this movie, there 
like people that were posting like TMZ style pictures of him. Yeah. It's like Zach Efron got all this plastic surgery. He's unrecognizable. I was like, you know, he's acting, right? Like he's an actor. Yeah. He's a ridiculously handsome man. Yeah. He has to like you know, like uh what Charlize Theron did in Monster. He yeah. monsters himself a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely he still looks up. handsome, but he's not he chinned up. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and he bulked up too. And he's he bulked up like crazy. Huge. But uh, we've been going on a kick of watching uh Oscar worthy movies. So this like was literal not, contenders. Yeah, this was this one wasn't. Yeah. And a lot of the discourse that I read was Zach Efron was robbed of his opportunity because he deserves it for this movie. It, I mean, you figure movies like The Wrestler and The Fighter and stuff like that, you kind of, mm-hmm. and the biographical sports drama is usually pretty Oscar baity too. Yeah. And also sure. movies that are just big old bummers, those are uh, Oscar bait too. Yeah. So, so I was just, I was still in the headspace to watch uh, High Cinema. This did win, uh, I'm looking online, the National Board of Review. Uh, it won for Best Ensemble, mm-hmm. which I will give it that. There you go. The cast on this is great. great. Mm-hmm. You have Zac Efron is playing Kevin Von Erich, uh, Jeremy Allen White, the bear himself, yeah. is uh, Carrie Von Erich. Then the other Von Erichs I didn't really recognize too much, but Harris Dickinson plays David, mm-hmm. and um, Stanley Simons plays Mike. Mm-hmm. And then the dad is Holt, uh, McElhaney. McCallany, yeah. I think. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. He was on, I recognize him. He was on a show, Mindhunter. Did you ever see Mindhunter? No, but I've recognized this guy too. Yeah. Mindhunter oh. is a show about the beginnings That's of. That's a Fincher? Show? No, no, no. Uh, it's about oh. uh, the beginnings of the FBI serial killer program. And yeah, it's, it's got, on Netflix. Yeah, Jonathan Groff's mm-hmm. on it. It's so fucking good. And he plays, he's the straight laced FBI detective. Like, I don't trust all this psychoanalyzing you know these people are just huh. killers and you know killers need to be locked away and he's that guy he's he fucking great and he plays a hard ass in this too an antagonistic guy and uh more tyranny plays the matriarch of the family mm-hmm. so yes sir and i just wanted to talk about it so i suggested it to you yeah and there we go yeah. here we are so yes sir christ man yeah this so you got sad bummer yeah it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah, it's, it's a big tr- bummer. All right. So if this is your first time listening to the show, we rate the things between one and three uh-huh. uh, based on how much it is up our alley. This being Jake's recommendation to me, if this movie is up my alley or not, <laughs> to say nothing about how well it was made, how well it was acted, how much I like the cast, how yeah. much I like you know everything oh else they've done. You're this gonna give a, it a one. This is a hard one. For this is me. a one from you. Oh my god! Wow. Jake, you know how much I don't like just this movie's a grind, and it is not optimistic I until love the last this movie. thirty seconds. Love this movie. Yes, I, this I movie understand. Was incredible. It's a big old bummer. I think Zac Efron. Yeah, was incredible. He's great the entire Jeremy time. Jeremy Allen White. Was Jeremy Allen White fantastic. was fantastic. Great to watch. I think the story progressed gloomingly slow but dude it's I, a slow it's two and a half hours of just sadness i just, just so so sad i love kevin von Erich, and i think uh wrapping the story around him was really good yes well I like, they have to because spoiler alert he's the only one still alive i think that the reframing of masculinity mm-hmm. is done so well Especially for something in a sport like wrestling, where it's even fake to want to want the belt and to recognize 
that your goals of your father don't have to be your goals. Right. Even if you want to be the strongest and the hardest, it doesn't mean that you can't be a good, sensitive man. Right. And I, I don't want to say, I'm not writing this off because it was know, it's a family and like the dad is always put on the, it's like the world heavyweight a lot thing of this is going to get was into... called the Van, Von Erich curse. Right. And it starts with the movie saying that uh, Fritz changed his name to Von Erich. Right. And that's when the curse start. Yes. And then Kevin changed his son's name uh, to his their actual last name. I can't even remember what it uh, is. Addison, I think it was. Breaking the curse. Yeah. That's framing up the masculinity that this masculinity is dying and it should die and it's dead now and good riddance. Okay, it's not just masculinity that's dead and dying now. Everyone fucking dies in this movie. Yes. So, full spoilers. One... This was kind of ruined for me by Robert Evans' episode because I knew what happened to all of these people. Kind of ruined to you by real, real life because it happened. <laughs> yes. And to say nothing of this family, like, I'm sure Kevin Van Erich is a great guy. He seems like in interviews and stuff that he's done and, you know, at the very end it shows him and, like, all of his kids and all of his grandkids, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, uh, is a younger brother, uh, Carrie, not Carrie, uh, David that was going to... He's going to be the... Ric Flair to... Yeah, he flies out to Japan. He dies Mm -hmm. in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, They say it's acute enteritis, but most people are saying he was probably on drugs. And that causes you know problems in your gut if you're on cocaine and pills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Regardless, so he dies. Then uh, the bear gets on his motorcycle after he wins heavyweight Mm -hmm. title, and he loses his foot. Mm-hmm. And then later, he kills himself. Yeah. And they have another brother who gets uh, wrecked in the ring, gets brain damage. He gets he gets nerve damage. Because he got an his infection. shoulder. He, he got an infection while he yeah. was doing a surgery, a routine surgery to yeah. fix his shoulder. Got an infection. His brain got to like 107 degrees. So yeah. he was fucked. And he killed himself, too. Mm-hmm. That all happens back to back to back. To say nothing of the fact, while I was watching this movie, pulling up like the IMDb and stuff like that, I was like, I feel like there was another brother. Yeah. There was. Chris Von Erich, who does not appear in this movie because he also killed himself. And the director of this film says in an interview, we had to write out Chris because in the seven years of writing this movie, it felt like a lot. And I'm just saying, <laughs> if you have to write someone out because the movie's too sad, maybe just don't make the movie. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it sounds maybe like to me when you say that it's uh, it felt like a lot is they're saying that it kind of ruins the pacing of the movie because there's another, another death horrible to it. horrible thing that this happens. isn't a documentary it's a movie trying I, to tell you a I'm, story I'm well aware of how films work I'm just yeah. saying that maybe just no it's so bleak and sad and Zac Efron is very good in it and I'm not saying it's a bad movie I'm just yeah. saying. As far as movie things I enjoy, <laughs> I don't like how good this is and how it sad it makes me. Yeah. Because the last shot of the movie is Zac Efron. All of his brothers are dead. Maybe this is your big short, I guess, where I can see how that's a good movie, but it just it makes me too mad sure. to care about it. Perfect example. That goes back to, for new listeners, the oldest, one of the biggest arguments we had early on in the show. Jake thinks The Big Short is a bad movie, and I know that Jake's wrong because The Big Short rules. It just makes me mad. Yes. It's this, also This just bad. makes me a, such a big bummer. Like, I, I just, I was so unhappy, and it wasn't the kind of unhappy where I felt, like, kind of, I don't know, relieved yeah. at the end, because it has a vaguely happy ending for one I out of was, I think it was a beautiful people. ending. Yeah. 
And I think it's just it's one of those things where if they had that realization earlier, yeah. a lot of these people would have been saved. Uh, that's the thing. I knew uh, this was going to be a one that's for a me. Hard thing to hear. Yeah, when you say like when Kevin said, you know, I just he's like I used to have brothers. He's like I used to be a brother, and now I'm not. When a he brother. sees his two sons playing in the yard, and then his sons it, say. You know, I you could be, be our brother, dead. and then he starts crying for yeah. the first time in the movie because he doesn't cry at any other fucking time right yes. there. Beautiful. I don't need this in my eyeballs and brain forever. It. God damn it. Love this, it! This made me so upset watching it. It's a hard one for me. It's such a good thing. Never. Uh, all right. Absolutely. I knew recommend this was it a one to everybody because there is one bright ray of sunshine in this movie, and that's it's Tom Petty. There's a good bit of Tom Petty. In Why this. didn't you get that's a whole point right there. No. Tom Petty is featured prominently. The actor uh Aaron Dean Eisenberg, who shows up playing Ric Flair. And god damn it, I am not a wrestling person. He doesn't look and like Ric Flair, no, but he gets the cadence down pretty he, darn well. That's he may not look exactly like Ric Flair, but when he shows up in the pink boa with the platinum no. blonde hair, for someone that isn't like super well versed in Ric Flair, yeah. I'm seeing. I'm like, yeah, it looks like if they That's made a, a light, a, an action figure of Rick Ric Flair when he hits the ring, it's like that. Yeah, and he was so charming. When he's styling and, and profiling. I yeah. was like, he's he gets it. He and gets he what says the something to the is. effect of like, because it was right after one of his brothers died, because that happens all the time. Ric Flair is like, I don't care about your family tragedy. You're gonna fight uh-huh. me in the ring, and I'm like, what a great fucking heel this guy is. <laughs> like, I, I wish this movie was he just an out. hour and a half of Ric Flair in antagonizing families that have just gone through a tragedy i might make a pivot and make you watch something different than my recommendation is it more rick flair because i don't feel like watching it yeah no such a fucking bummer this movie rick flair's still alive he's fine he's great i I know he is he was on joe rogan like last year (laughs) good god yeah well it's the biggest show on the planet so (laughs) if you get the money get the money but yeah well acted well directed well written Fuck, yeah. I hated this movie. <laughs> Great movie. I did not like this at all. It's available to stream. Beautiful movie. I can see why you liked it. Yeah. You're, yeah I think Absolutely. you're right about the big short thing. I could see why you liked it. Yeah. But I literally, I walked upstairs after this movie, and I was just like, God, I think Jake's mad at me. <clears throat> like, this is no. just, I was so upset I want to talk this. about Iron Claw. I understand. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm mm-hmm. glad I saw it. But I think it's brilliant. Yeah. This is the second big swig he made for Oscar. Maybe I just don't like Oscar movies. I, I liked, just don't think you like Oscar movies. I well, liked, this isn't an Oscar movie. I liked Madam Web. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this should have a little more Madam Web in it. <laughs> Maybe I'm an idiot because I did not like Anatomy of a Fall. I was I not a fan Anatomy of this. Of a fall. I like this better I like than Anatomy of a Fall more than this movie. Yeah. I like this better than Anatomy of a Fall. <laughs> I like Madam Web better than both of these movies. Yeah, that's wild, dude. I'm sorry. I'm a wild guy. I'm coming in with hot takes. That's a wild thing. Hot takes for the internets. Holy. That's what I'm here for. All Anatomy right. Anatomy of a Fall and Iron Claw, you could watch 20 years from now and be like, wow, that's great. Madam Web, you're going to be like, holy. I can't believe they did this. Yeah. <laughs> now they're on Madam Web 15 because <laughs> these movies are so good. Because we love them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Iron Claw. Jake likes it. I Hell don't yeah. like it. Tell us what you think. Send us an email up your alleypod at gmail.com or let us know in the comments or whatever what you think of Iron Claw and who's wrong because one of us is or both of us are. (laughs) Two things can be true. So let's talk about something else that's a little more lighthearted. The 2023 film available to watch now on Amazon uh, directed by Emma uh, 
Sigelman and written by Emma and Rachel Sennett. Rachel Sennett also stars in this with Ayo Adebari, uh, the film Bottoms. Uh, comedy. This is another one. I think I'm going to have to eat my words a little bit because I said a couple weeks ago that they don't make any good broad comedies anymore. <laughs> and we talked about broad is a pun. No, it's not a, a pun. It's not a pun. This is how you want to bring it up. General comedy. Broads don't do comedy no more like they good. <laughs> no, but uh, the Please Don't Destroy movie that we did, the Jake Johnson movie Self-Reliance, and now this movie Bottoms. Uh, uh, just a delightful, it's the opposite of the Iron Claw. It is just now, a great movie. It's A lot of people die in it. It's weird. It's set in a weird universe. The premise of the movie is there are two girls. Uh, what are their characters? PJ and Josie. They're best friends. And they're both, uh, uh, you know, in love with two other girls at their school. And it's their senior year. It's a classic thing. You know, no one's going to notice us. Like a you super know. bad type thing. Where a little bit like, of a super bad type thing. There's a Hail Mary to try and get them right. to sleep it's, with us. I mean, it's a it's every teen high school comedy. It's like, it's our last year. You know, it's just a good way to get the gears going. And so what they end up doing is starting basically a women's self-defense club, fight club style thing. Um yeah to protect themselves from the rival school that they have to play at homecoming because this exists in a universe where it's just an absurd, exaggerated, almost like, I would say, close to, like, like almost an Anchorman sort of universe where it's just, like, a it's, very absurd and yeah. hyper, uh, hyper-stylized. It's like Yeah. Yeah. Irreverence. Yeah. Uh, because the football players wear their football uniforms all the time. All the time. Yeah. Jeff is the head football And his jersey says Jeff on the It back. just says Jeff on the back of yeah. it. There's a cage... With a wild child in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just back there, never addressed. Yeah, the principals <laughs> are telling the kids to shut the fuck up and, like, yeah. how could you do this? It's it's a very funny, it's just a great comedy. Yeah. It's not trying to be any way, shape, or form realistic. Yeah, it's not grounded. No. So, I recommended this to you because it's another just good just comedy. Wanted, yeah. Um, oh, it's got two people from The Bear on this because Ayo Adebar is on the bear, t- the bear, too. And we had Jeremy Allen White, the bear himself. The bear is always in our lives. A lot of bears. Oh, We're going to have to watch sp- 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 Fantastic Fantastic Four. Forecasting has... Fantastic yeah, Four. That's got the bear in it, too. Yeah. A lot of bears. It's got Richie. And so, yeah, I just really thought this movie was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. I thought um, there were a couple just standout performances. It's my type of movie. Mm-hmm. Violent, funny doesn't take itself seriously and mm. i was like wow after that bummer of a movie jake had me watch maybe we should do something a little lighthearted. <laughs> so yeah what did you think of bottoms this movie is incredible yeah it's wonderful came out of nowhere it's so much fun yeah it's silly from the get-go yes uh rachel Sennett is I think it's senate or senate like the higher house of congress she is so funny and ao is great as and always. PJ and Joseph, and they're great best friends. They have that kind of best friend chem- chemistry that's automatic. Kind of, yeah. You said Their chemistry is great. Yeah. Super Just bad like is super probably bad. the closest thing yeah. to it, except it's, you know. Instead of Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, right. it's these two, and they do just yeah, you can tell that they've been friends for a long time the way that they speak to each other mm-hmm. and just how they carry on. And it just seems like a lot of fun that they're having. Uh, they <laughs> PJ likes to act like she's all big and cool and she doesn't give a shit but she also gets really shy and stuff around the, her crush yeah and it's uh ao what's her character's name uh josie josie yeah yes pj is rachel Sennett's character josie is uh kind of buttoned down shy she doesn't want to 
do anything crazy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> she'll play in because BJ kind of pushes her around. Yeah. And that dynamic is always great. But what got me was when the irreverence started just going just it go- out the it, window. They just start punching each other really hard. Yeah. At <laughs> Fight Club. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch is in this movie. Marshawn Lynch well. is a freaking delight in and this movie. And he's just a great presence to have. So Marshawn Lynch is. He was widely known during his football career as hating press conferences. Like, there were a couple press conferences where he was contractually obligated to be there and answer questions for the reporters. Yeah. And he answered the reporters' questions like, I'm just here because I have to be. Yeah. They're like, so what do you think about upcoming game against Denver, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, yeah. I just don't want to. I'm here because I don't want to get fined. (laughs) Yeah. And so (laughs) as far as athletes turned actors, he's right up there. He's so funny in this, and apparently a lot of his dialogue was improvised. Yeah. They just gave him long takes. Have you ever seen uh, the show Murderville? Yeah. He's in an episode of that. Yep. And he's great. He was also in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, playing himself. That's very true. And God damn it. Like, yep, the dude's a funny man. Athletes that become actors, it's, I mean, Michael Jordan in Space Jam, not a good acting performance. Just an iconic performance. No, I mean, but he's bouncing off the Looney Tunes. But yeah. he did a better job than I think LeBron James did. But LeBron James, also in the film Trainwreck, there are a couple scenes where it's just LeBron James and Bill Hader. And I, it might be something that if you're playing off someone that's that funny, yeah. it kind of just makes you funny going back. Which the scenes with Marshawn Lynch and PJ and Josie, they're mm-hmm. fucking hysterical. Like mm-hmm. I was dying laughing. Marshawn Lynch is just effortlessly funny just reacting to anything. Mm-hmm. He's such a great presence to have on this film. And you just see him, you're like, oh, fuck. What was the name of their other friend, the one that took the notes and everything? I- was her name Paige? No, I don't think so. Oh, shit. Let me look that up. Because she was great, too. She was great, too. Because <coughs> Hazel. What? Hazel. Played by uh, Ruby Cruz. Yes. Yeah. Ruby Cruz was amazing in this movie. Yeah. So, Just the third. She's there, McLovin, if we're yeah, keeping the super exactly. bad references. Yeah. But she was, you know, kind of She's in the background, and she takes notes. Her mother is having an affair with Jeff. With Jeff. Yeah. Which, that's very funny. And, uh. They decide to go mess with Jeff's uh, house by egging it and throwing TP on it. Yeah. And, like, they can't even get the TP over the trees to put it on there. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Hazel is just putting a C4 plastic explosive underneath <laughs> Jeff's car. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. This stuff is crazy good. Well written. Yeah. All around There's- good movie. Yeah, just a bunch of really weird, wild stuff happening the entire time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much in reference to its jokes, because I think you should experience it as it is. Yeah, it's on Amazon. But, yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah. I think everybody should go watch it, because it's absolutely a three. It's a gem of a movie. I remember the internet telling me again that this movie wasn't that good. Really? Yes. The internet told you that. Yes, the I internet don't trust told the me. Internet. I don't trust the internet. You know what I've noticed about it? What? Uh, we're old. We're old. Oh, shit. We are old. These are 20-year-olds on the internet now. Yeah. And they're forming opinions. They're starting to form opinions. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, we they're can't high schoolers that. and stuff. Yeah. So they're like... You think 20-year-olds are high schoolers and yes. stuff? Yes. <laughs> Why, you weren't? No. <laughs> no. I'm saying they're like 20 at the oldest. Yeah. And then down. It's these Gen Z kids. And then there's just this big blank, and then there's us. <laughs> yeah. Where there's people trying to... St- with the cool kids and still like yeah, holy hell metal web's like really bad kids isn't it and then you have other kids that are just like i actually think that madam web is the worst movie i've ever seen in my entire life yeah and you're like 
Alright, let, let, let's calm down. Let's you just have us watching the Meg 2 and just be like, this is awesome. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but the beekeeper was made for us. Did, Did you, you see the beekeeper yet? No, I'm not gonna go see the beekeeper by myself. You don't have in to the theater. It's not in the theaters, it's on Amazon. You can watch the beekeeper. Oh watch I the might, beekeeper. Well, I might watch the beekeeper. You have to watch the beekeeper before April. Why? Because I have plans for April. So you got next month. I'm not gonna recommend you the beekeeper, but you're gonna have to watch the beekeeper. I don't I don't like I don't like this side of you. <laughs> this is feeling a little Don't make forceful. me waste a recommendation <laughs> on the beekeeper. You're gonna love it. It's one of the best movies ever. I'll think about it. We'll think about it. You better. All right. So yeah, Bottoms gets a three from both of us. Everyone Bottoms should go. is a three. Highly recommended. Yeah. Wonderful Can't. performances. It's got one of the greatest things that I love in comedy movies, which is a gigantic fight at the end. Yeah. Big uh, melee. Just like uh, Anchorman style, mm-hmm. where just a, a big melee comes out of nowhere, and it's just wonderful. And hyper-violent. Too. Yes. I love it when yeah. something just goes high energy off the wall, going yeah. crazy, doing stuff like this. Yeah. So I uh, cannot recommend this movie highly enough. Please watch. All right. So everyone should, if you have any recommendations for us, you can send it to upyourallypod at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, YouTube, subscribe and like and comment and all this. A bit shorter episode this week, but you know what? I think that might play. What are you doing? What are you Googling? I'm trying to find something. Don't be Googling stuff. You're Googling constantly while we're doing this. That's because I have a laptop in front of me, Jacob. Give me a laptop. All right. There you go. Do you want one? Yeah, right now. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so send us an email, upyourallypod at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's find out what we're going to be talking about next week. You go my... first. <laughs> are you Googling? You, you don't even first. know what you're doing. I'm making, a, I'm, making a, I'm making an audible. Oh, really? Yes. Just changing it up on the fly. Making it an audible, changing right, it up on so the fly. So my recommendation for you is a film that's available to watch on Cinemax, which if you don't have Cinemax on Amazon, I found out you can sign up for a free seven-day trial of Cinemax. And watch this movie. Huh. Everyone should do that. Or oh, keep paying God. for another streaming service. I mean, it's on Max made their own. I thought they were part of Max. Max. I thought that was Isn't the Max, Max of HBO Max. Yeah. So maybe I have it, but I don't know. I'm watching it on Amazon. It is a film. Uh, I mentioned this to you uh, mm-hmm. that this uh, Sunday I'm going to see Dune Part Two uh-huh. on uh-huh. the big old biggest IMAX around. I remember this, and so. I wanted you to watch a film from 2013 directed by Denis Villeneuve, uh-huh, uh-huh. the director of Dune, yes. called Enemy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I know of this. So if you want to watch this movie, which I think everyone should watch it because it's a great movie, and it's one of those wrecks that I had kind of been toying with an idea of that I think you're going to like this a lot more than I liked it. See, you think about me too much. When I just think about, it, I want to watch this. I want to make Taylor watch it. <laughs> I know, but I, I kind of want to get things to like, you know. That's the whole point. I, is I, it's I, not what it's I'm saying not, is I really appreciate the show. It. Isn't agree with me because then I would just make you watch the Big Short every week until I agree with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but this is one of those things where like I think this, and it did because I asked you. You know, have you seen this movie? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it slipped under your radar. You're gonna like this a lot more than me. Okay. And I will say this to anyone that wants to watch it: if you like uh, the Dune movies or Denny Villeneuve, it's very, very him. The camera work, the mood, everything. Cool. Good. It's very uh, cerebral. The it's, only thing I know is Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and that's all you should know. You should know that Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and yeah. it's good. And watch it, and then just seriously don't look up anything about this. It's one of those. It's kind of like cool. what you told me. What's the time travel in a storage unit movie? 
Primer. Primer. Yeah, you told me with Primer. Uh-huh. You're like, don't look up anything about it. Uh-huh. Enemy. Uh, it's available to stream on Max or other places. Watch Enemy for next week so we can talk about Denis Villeneuve. Okay. All right. What cool. do you got for me? All right. So I have for you a podcast. Podcast. Buddy. And it's about online security. What? That's right. You're going to be listening to the podcast Darknet Diaries. Darknet Diaries? Specifically the episode on the Pirate Bay. Oh, I know the Pirate Bay. That's where I used to get my seasons of Seinfeld and Scrubs. Exactly. You should listen to this episode. How uh, many years ago was this episode? Um, last year. Episode 92, The Pirate Bay. Yes. This came out in May of 2021. So Two years ago. Three years ago. There, there you go. <laughs> One year ago? All right. So uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, Darknet Diaries, if people want to look that up, that is episode 92 about The Pirate Bay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to watch that. Jake is going to watch Enemy. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, and do all that stuff. Email us up at yourallypod at gmail.com. Thanks for th- coming by. <laughs> I, I screwed it up right at the you end. You went to scat at the end there. Thanks. That's the ending theme song. It's a new one. Uh, thanks, everybody, I for listening. I want to say real quick, one what? of my favorite moments that we had on this podcast oh, Jesus. is you decided to throw it to me. And you're like, Jacob, hit him with the theme song. Yeah. And I just started singing something off the top of my head. And the look of shock and fear in your eyes while I was just singing, I was burning my memory for the rest of my life. I, I was find so that. happy That's about that. a while that. ago. I got to find yeah. that episode. Maybe I'll so start editing that it. back in. <laughs> I have no idea what I sang because all I could see was you being like, oh, my God, he's singing. Oh, shit. He's nailing it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Jake, love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Bye. Bye.